we are here, live in Jerusalem. The holy city of David, Jerusalem. Jesus came into Jerusalem and they put palm branches out in front of him as he rode on a donkey. They call that Palm Sunday. We're approaching Palm Sunday, you know. And we are here before Palm Sunday, before the rise of the king. Now, this is my first time in the holy city of Jerusalem. And Guy, Rabbi Guy, is an Israeli citizen. You've been here. I've been here a bunch of times. And yet, I have never experienced it the way I did today with Stephen. The first night of Ramadan. It's quite an experience. All the Muslims are out in the streets, loitering around the old city, celebrating on the Temple Mount, and the entire city is jam-packed with security guards, with automatic rifles, wearing bulletproof vests, ready for any incident might happen. Now, isn't that amazing? A holy holiday, a festive time of religious celebration is marred with your children being surrounded by soldiers with automatic weapons, guns, and I mean, they were strapped to the T like a military operation waiting to invade a country. And every 10 feet, there were groups of military soldiers in full regalia from head to toe. And it was kind of a mixed feeling of watching these Muslims with their mothers and children and babies and grandpas all surrounded, not being protected from others, but everyone else protected from them. Isn't it interesting? It's supposed to be holy. Instead, they are considered a threat. Just recently, a few days ago, not too far from us in Benyamina, they murdered innocent civilians. The following day, they did it again. Nearly a dozen and counting civilians in one week killed by random terrorists, Muslim extremists, in the name of what? <laughs> the name of nothing. <laughs> this is not the name of God. This is not what Allah wanted. So really, they're doing it in the name of nothing. In the name of their self-hate, their self-pity, and their self-envy. Envy for what the Jews have. Envy for what God has done. Envy that their ancestors, their forefathers, did not get the blessing of the Jews. But they shouldn't be. You see, they could be grafted in to the inheritance. They could receive the blessing of Adonai, the blessing of Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. They could receive life in Yeshua. But they don't want life. They want death. If they wanted life, they wouldn't have taken themselves out along with a bunch of innocent people. Because, you see, that is an honor for them. It's called a shahid. It's an honor to die a shahid. You are the terrorists and you bring out the evil Jewish people with you. If that's what we do, it's what we raise them for. You see those kids, the kids playing with AK-47s on the street. 
you go to the the old city, you see all these uh, toy stores have automatic rifles and plastic hand grenades. I was very surprised to see that children being trained how to kill and how to shoot. Isn't that interesting? All my life, I waited to come to Israel. And it's a beautiful country, unlike any that you will ever visit. Those are the horns outside. You're hearing the celebration of Ramadan. You'll hear explosions, and you won't know if it's a celebration or a terrorist act. It keeps the city on edge. And can imagine walking around the city as we did with our kippahs on our head. It was very interesting going through the Muslim corridor. We attempted to walk up to the gate of the Temple Mount where no no one can go except Muslims. They have security, Israeli security, Jewish cops, police, the, the border patrol. They stand there and they say, are you a Muslim? And if you're not a Muslim, you can't go in. And we came through two different entry points and they stopped us and said, you have to turn around. You cannot enter. Yes. Isn't that interesting? It was very sad to be where Jesus walked, where the early believers and disciples took to the message of the Messiah. What a beautiful city. And to see so many of our Muslim brothers squatting on the land with terrorist threat in mind. No glory of God. And walking through the corridor of the marketplace with all of their spices and foods and all of their wares that they marketed. There was a there was a busyness about it that really spoke of an attempt to attain blessing, monetary blessing. But when you go through the Jewish corridor, you don't see a a hunger or thirst to try to get money. And yet they say the Jews are all about money. But they seem to be very much at peace with their businesses and not a outright egregious, aggressive pursuit of your money. So it's kind of interesting the way God teaches you to pursue money and the way you and the devil pursue money. And so many of our Muslim brothers do not pursue wealth or money the way the Torah teaches. It is the opposite. Are you like that? Do you? act like the Muslim or do you act like the Jew in your pursuit of money? There is a dignity that I saw at the Jewish corridor that I did not see in the Muslim corridor. It was made me very sad, very sad indeed, to be in Jerusalem the first time and to happen to be here at the time of Ramadan, which is the most dangerous time. Very unfortunate. Rabbi Guy and I walked and we were in the Wailing Wall. And the birds at the Welling Wall were singing. It was like the birds knew. All of the birds at the Welling Wall were rejoicing as the prayers and the songs that the men, the men, that's right, the men mm-hmm. were doing at that wall. There were only men there. You know, it's divided. The women can't even get there. <laughs> the men were praying. Where do you see that in America? Most of the churches are very feminized. It's all about the woman because she has to be happy and has to feel good. And it has to be nice and sweet. And the men are less than spiritual. It's funny in Israel to see the faith of the men the way God did. And America is always 
my praying mama, my praying grandma. But in the Middle East, not so. The emphasis is your praying father and your grandfather, Rabbi Guy's grandfather, a great man of great heritage. Oh, you should have seen his father, the Kaddush. 71 years. It's been 71 years since his bar mitzvah. 84 years old. And he could remember the songs, the words. Perfectly. Didn't need to look at the book. I wonder how many of you remember the songs that you hear in worship of the Torah. The men at the wall, young men, and then younger than young men, and old men all together. They each paying their respects and praying without looking for fanfare or looking for someone to look at them. They weren't there dressed to be seen. They weren't there allowed to be seen. They were just there for God. They were there for God. And one thing, they didn't allow you to distract them. Putting the prayers on the wall, as we did for our family and our friends, was amazing. I think if you're going to the Welling Wall, go at night, where you really can indulge and see the faithful, not the tourists of the day. Go at night. But if you have to walk in Jerusalem, wear a good pair of shoes and some knee braces, ankle braces to boot. It will help you. The old city is thousands of years old. Walking around, the blocks are raised, and some of them you can trip as the sister at the monastery where we are staying here in Jerusalem. A simple room, no television, no, no, no amenities no, of Hyatt, just, just a bed like the monks and a shower. No pictures on the wall to distract you from your prayer, your meditation, or your thoughts. A beautiful, peaceful, quiet room. A quiet place. It is amazing to witness it. Rabbi Guy and I, many things as we entered Jerusalem, from the moment we got off the train into the synagogue at the station. Amen. We found the synagogue at the train station. And when we got there, was one guy sitting over there. We started singing, of course, and praising God. He didn't like it that much. <laughs> and yet we continued and we blew the shofar. And as soon as we were wrapping it up, this guy comes running in. He's like, is this the time to blow the shofar? <laughs> and I said, well, uh, no, we were just play, blowing our shofar. He's like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Can, I, can you do it again? And I said, yeah, absolutely. And I started blowing the shofar. And I asked him, where were you? Where did you hear it? He said, I was in the, I was in the restroom. And I heard it. I, was, I had to come. He heard the shofar and he had to come. And he was from? From Russia. From Russia. And he was a young man. Just came in a month ago. Excited about the shofar. Hadn't heard it. And he said he was a Jew, came from Russia a month ago with his parents. And he, he said he's a musician and he couldn't wait to get in touch with us and maybe record something, record some shofar music and praise God and his name, Daniel. Ah, Daniel. <laughs> holy name. Not to mention that we met another Daniel. Not so holy. Not so holy. He had a keeper on and he was playing an outdoor piano with his girlfriend. She was playing the violin. And we approached, and Stephen said, well, let me play you a song. I'll play 
the piano, you, he's gonna play the guitar and his girlfriend play the violin. We started playing the song and the song goes like this. We give you praise over and over again. We give you praise. And he played along the guitar. And then he got to the part where it says Alpha, Omega, Yeshua, Messiah. And that's where the other guy stopped playing. His eyes fell out of the sockets of his head. And he told his girlfriend to stop playing. He's like, oh, I can't play for this. No, no, no. And he's like, stop the song. And he just wanted to wrap up the song. And they got up and left. Because he just couldn't take the truth. And then, and then Stephen said, Baruch Atah Blessed are you, Lord our God. And you know what Daniel said? You can't say that. That's blasphemy. <laughs> and he had a keeper on his head. You see, there's all kinds of religious extremists in Israel. Some of them are Jewish. A lot of them, and most of them probably are a degree of Islamic extremists and a few Hasidics. Very few joined with us. But at the Welling Wall, we met a man, did we not love? Mm -hmm. We came in singing, Shalom Aleichem, Shalom, And he joined us in the singing and went with us all the way down to the wedding wall. We were singing and everybody was looking at us like, oh, what are they doing? They're singing? They're not supposed to sing here. There is no joy. It's a, it's a very serious business prayer, you know. It's supposed to be very disturbed. And, you know, all these Pharisees. And we kept singing. When the song was done, we went to the wall and we started praying. Uh, we prayed and then others started singing. Uh, oh, oh, they can sing. We can sing. That's how it starts. Mm -hmm. We prayed. But you see, their songs, we always have to be by the book. We cannot sing out of tune, out of time. If it's five minutes early, it's not kosher. You see, we sing from the spirit. They sing from a ritual. And that is the difference. And then we walk along the Welling Wall. Now, if you haven't been to Jerusalem, and I hadn't until now myself, as you continue to walk, there is an entry level for those who are truly followers. And then that part of the wall is for the true believers. And that's where we have the Torah and the Sidhu and all the books. And you can sit and pray yes. and learn and study. Oh, yes. You can really dive deep. But that part was kind of empty. It was empty. <laughs> Very few enter that part. Mm-hmm. Everybody loved the show. Everybody loved to have a good time. Everybody loved to be a tourist, to enjoy. And I get it. You know, it was a nice night out. You know, many people didn't want to be in the closed section, quote unquote. And yet, the closed section, it's always the private chambers where the true truth is found. Narrow is the road that leads to life, and few walk it. And one, wide yes. is the road that leads to destruction, and many are following that. Jerusalem is full of lots of narrow roads. You can understand why Jesus said that. If you've not been to Jerusalem, and this is my first time, as I said before, and I'm saying it again, 
-hmm. Narrow is the way to eternal life. You would have to have understood why Jesus said that, because if you've been in Jerusalem, it would have been a perfect message to give for all the narrow roads of Jerusalem. But there are also many wide paths. And let me tell you, many people walk those. Exactly. Especially tonight, all the Muslims, we, we literally walk through a sea of Muslims. At the time of Israel's high alert for terrorism, there were only two Jews walking through the, the Muslim corridor yep. on the first day of Ramadan. With a kippah on our head. And yet, nobody touched us. Nobody came close. Nobody even thought of doing anything nobody approached us because god the lord almighty had his protection over us i had wondered if one of them was going to try to stab us i mean after all we was there were thousands and thousands of muslims in us surrounding us and pressing against us anyone could have stabbed and run off and no one would have seen but they gave us the eye mm -hmm. many gave us the eye and that was it the security forces were even in shock, looking at us like we were crazy. Do you know mm. what night this is? This is the first time of Ramadan after 11 murdered and terrorism, and you're walking around with a kippah in the middle of all the Muslims. We attempted to, to go to even a larger crowd, and the security Israeli forces stopped us and said, you can't go in there. They thought for sure we were going to be turned into a burnt sacrifice or an offering to Allah. Mm-hmm. And yet, Allah was keeping us alive today. Our Allah, Yad Heivahe, Yeshua HaMasiach, the Messiah, mm -hmm. Jesus the Christ, as they say in the West, was giving us protection. The God of the universe, the Creator, the Alpha, Omega, Yeshua, Messiah, Jehovah, the Father, the Son of God. We give you praise. We give you praise over and over again. We give you praise. Until the continuation of our mission and our journey, should the Lord keep us alive through a very troubling time in Israel, we may have more to say later. Pray for us. We're praying for you at the Welling Wall. Allahu Akbar.